Welcome back, everyone, to One Golden Moment, your one-stop shop for everything Cal sports. I'm here joined by Will Cook, one of our senior sports writers and a football beat writer this season. Will, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Emmanuel. We're going to go over just some quick things about what happened in our most recent home game against UNLV, and then we're going to jump forward to Cal's um, arguably biggest road test of the season, where they traveled to South Bend, Indiana to play the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So kind of just to start, I'm going to pop over to you, Will. Give Give us your take on Cal's first half against UNLV. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting half because um, it's not what we're used to from Cal football. Um, and it was kind of the opposite of the Davis game, actually. Um, Davis, Cal started out super slowly, um, down 7-0 in the first quarter. And uh, against UNLV, um, Cal scored two quick touchdowns. I believe it was the first two drives they scored touchdowns. Um the first drive being a three-minute uh, three drive with a couple of long passes, I think, to Sturdivant and, and a really nice pass to, to Hunter. Um, and, yeah, and then Ott punched it in. Um, and then a, a quick touchdown right after that as well. Um, and so all of a sudden, it's I believe it was 14-7. to seven. It, Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but really quick start. I mean, the first two drives, uh, at least eight eight yards per per snap, um, which is pretty incredible, um, and obviously kind of the opposite of the Davis game. Things slowed down, um, but yeah, first half was was quick and um, and and special teams like like hit a field goal, I believe. Um, so uh, first half looked really good, especially from the offense. Yeah, you talk a little bit of you talked a little bit about um slowing down in the second half. I know um I believe it was Ben Coleman said in the postgame pressers that um Cal tries to pr- tries to pride themselves on closing out games. And um yeah, it was it was a mirror image from what happened last week or two weeks ago now against Davis. There were um there were five offensive drives in the second half and only one ended in points being scored. That was the opening drive of the second half. But um, kind of, you know, building, going off of what we, uh, what we're, what we're seeing here in these two halves. Who impressed you the most on the field on the offensive side of the ball? On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I think the the obvious pick was Jade Knot. Um. I mean, and it was, it's more than just the two touchdowns. Uh, what he can do with the ball in his hands in space is not something I've seen from a Cal uh, skill position player um, since I've, since I've been here, quite frankly. Um, he was pretty impressive. Uh, there was one kind of slant. It was kind of a screen pass. Um, and he slipped out of two tackles and got, I think it was a 20 something yard gain. Um, and that's just not something I've seen before from a Cal play, Cal player. Um, on the offensive side, also I think, um, and and you alluded to this in your um, well, you said it in your instant analysis. Uh, Cal running backs 
um, there were lots of them out uh, and getting reps um, on Saturday. So obviously, you know, Ott was the standout. Um, he got the two touchdowns. He looked really good. Um, but it's not necessarily like he was getting 12 yards per carry. Um, so it wasn't great. Um, but I mean, he's still a freshman, so working on it. Um, and then Jeremiah Hunter, um, he's just going to be a force this year. Um, I believe he had his, uh, career high in, in, uh, passing yards. Uh, so that was, uh, a great performance from him. Um, and they can, they're going to need that next week for sure. Yeah, no, I think I can speak for myself. There was kind of some concern in the press box that game one before Jaden Ock completely pops up, pops off that Damian Moore was kind of, um, he was absent. He was really absent, but now we kind of see a different, a completely different approach running back by committee against UNLV. I think it's kind of, um, kind of what I've been thinking for the last two weeks. These are games where we sent where Justin Wilcox is trying to send out a lot of players. They're trying to continue to get accustomed to kind of, I don't want to say um, this is kind of pushing it, but a new system kind of, you know, we talk, we've been talking all summer, all kind of even bleeding into last spring. There's a lot of new guys on the offensive side of the ball, including defense too. But um, these are games where they're trying to, to learn, to, to grow as a team because, and, and I've said this before on the, on the podcast, but um, there's a, there's a certain rhythm they're trying to match and there's a, they're trying to find their footing and um, just going off of that. What do you, what do you think? Will are is this new look offense finding their footing? I definitely think it is. And I, I, I think, the reason it's finally um, clicking under offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave um, is that Musgrave, he's got this pro style offense and I won't pretend to know all the ins and outs of that. Um, But it's certainly an offense to me that seems um, like one that requires a quarterback that is willing to sit in the pocket, um, feel pressure, escape pressure momentarily before making a pass. Um, we'll get into this later and the O-line wasn't, wasn't great. Um, but Plummer was still efficient. Um, and I think the reason that is, is because he was able to feel the pressure or many occasions on which he would step up in the pocket or roll out a little bit. Um, and those are occasions um, on which like, Chase Garbers would take off running um, as soon as he saw a defensive end within 10 feet of him. Um, so I think that's why we're finally seeing this click. And I hate to put it on one player because um, Garbers is a great quarterback. Um, but certainly I think this quarterback fits Musgrave's system a lot better. Um, and so that's, I think, the biggest thing. I think also, I mean... They've got other players in there who who know the system. They've got Sindrick, uh, Kaleki Law too. He's just starting to get reps, but he's been in the offense for quite a while now. So there's guys in there who have who've been learning this for a couple of years now, three four years now even. Um, 
And so I think that's why we're finally seeing this, this, this kind of click um, in the offense. Moving forward, we're, we're, we've kind of gone over kind of some takeaways from this, from this game. But um, if you were to give me maybe one or two key takeaways that, uh, that Cal looks to bring into Notre Dame and going forward in conference play, uh, what would you, what would you say those were? Yeah, I think the, the biggest takeaway um, is that the O-line um, isn't all that great. Uh, it's probably Kyle's Achilles heel at this point. Um, and, and you know, Wilcock, it, I, I believe it was four sacks on Saturday. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was four sacks on Saturday. Um, and I, Wilcox, as far as I know, made that a point in his press conference that the O-line wasn't all that great. Um, that said, um, you know, I didn't feel like it was terrible, um, like pass protection, definitely bad. Um, but I don't know. There were occasions where, um, it it didn't seem to matter all that much because wide receivers were getting open. Like Hunter was getting open. Sturdivant was getting open. Maven Anderson was getting open. Um, and I think with more time in the pocket, yeah, those guys are going to become open a lot more often. Um, but yeah, definitely the O-line is lacking at this point. Um, and so that's that's a point of concern for sure. Um, I think another takeaway we can get out of this is that Cal has finally at least gotten it back to its identity. And I should rephrase. Cal head coach Justin Wilcox has finally gotten back um, to his identity as a coach. I think that's his identity has always been built on having a great defense. Um, when he first came to Cal, uh, that's what he prided himself on, um, and it showed. Uh, defensive, the defensive backs were some of the best in the conference. Um, pass rush, as far as I remember, was pretty good. Um, so finally we're seeing Cal get back to that. The last few years, it seems like, um, the defense has been a little lacking. Um, and so even the run defense right now looked just great against UNLV. Um, a lot of third down stops. Um, and so, yeah, Xavier Carlton looked great. And so... I think that's another key takeaway. We're, we're getting finally um, a defense that's going to be solid. Um, we'll see how they hold up against harder opponents. Um, granted, Cal's played Davis, an FCS school, and UNLV, who <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get to four or five wins this year, it seems. I, I mean, I could be wrong, uh, but they were not impressive at all, in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but definitely those are my two takeaways. O-line needs work, um, but the defense showed up, and I think they will show up for the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we go – we continue the discussion about harder opponents. This is um, Notre Dame this Saturday. Um, so tell me, Will, you're talking about um, our strug- the Cal struggling O-line. How do you think they're going to fare against the Notre Dame pass rush? Um, not not well. 
<laughs> not well at all. Um, I think, I think it's, it's, it's concerning. Um, but I think we, we might also see a lot more, um, of what has been working. Um, and that is, uh, quick passes out into the flat, um, little, uh, pitches, getting the ball out wide, um, and letting skill players do the work because, Playing downhill, playing, um, you know, really hard-nosed football, um, expecting Jade Knott and Damian Moore, Christopher Brooks to just go downhill every play, they're just going to get swallowed up, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go down. Um, but also, then again, Notre Dame – as we know, they're now 0-2, for those who don't know, um, under new head coach Marcus Freeman. Um, and, yeah, first loss of the season against Ohio State. What do you expect? It's Ohio State. Um, I really didn't think they looked that bad in that game. Um, but then to lose to Marshall at home and you're off to see your offense struggle that badly, um, you know, it, there, there's, there's hope for Cal. I also think that um, maybe we can get into this later, the kind of the motivation aspect of the game this Saturday. Um, you know, Cal is undefeated and Notre Dame started the year number five, I believe, uh, winless through their first two games. Um, so, you know, as a Cal fan, I'd rather see, go into South Bend uh, with an undefeated Notre Dame team that thinks, um, you know, they've got it, they've got it made in the shade. Um, but now I think <laughs> Notre Dame's going to come out firing, uh, wanting a win. Um, and, and Marcus Freeman's going to want it too. Um, so that might be reflected getting back to your original question that might be reflected, um, in how Notre Dame's pass rush, um, and run defense, uh, does against against Calzo line it might just be um yeah they might just swallow him up at the line of scrimmage we'll see and um you mentioned Notre Dame struggling against um against Marshall Tyler Buckner's out he will not play he's going to miss um what are they saying the next four months so he's he's effectively out for the season um, <clears throat> um, it's looking like they're going to start Drew Pine this weekend. Um, is that something, is that something you think the Cal defense is, um, I'm trying to find the right wording for it. Something they're looking forward to trying to, uh, I guess, pressure, if you will, the new guy into making early quick mistakes, early mistakes, something that they can capitalize on to kind of control the rhythm of the game. I'm sure they would love to do that. Um, but also as we know, I don't, I don't know what Notre Dame's O-line looks like this year, but they're kind of an O-line factory. Um, and so, yeah, I am sure uh, that Cal's D-line would love to get to Buckner. And I believe also um, quarterback Steve Angeli, um, from what I understand, 
and Jelly's been getting about 40% of the snaps in practice this week, and, and uh, Drew Pine's been getting about 60. Um, so it may well be that Pine starts, but and Jelly comes in at some point. Um, and, you know, having inconsistency at the quarterback position is net, like can never be a good thing, um, especially if it's not in a two-quarterback system that they've been practicing. Um, and so I'm sure, yeah, Cal's D-line is going to be stoked uh to try to 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 get him flustered um but i mean it's not all up to them um notre dame's o-line will also be there um from what i understand like i think their their rushing offense isn't too bad um and so yeah we'll see how that goes but um there will be a there'll be a definitely a difference between what they want and i think what they get on saturday um, keeping the focus on on their quarterback, uh, a couple reports are saying that they're going to try to that their focus, their offensive focus, kind of dramatically shifts to um to a pass heavy game with Pine at the with Pine under center. With that being said, um, Cal second in the Pac twelve, eighteenth in the nation with three interceptions through two weeks. We've got a really good defensive back, um, a good really good defensive back room. Is this uh, well, to to straight not to ask you the same question, but you know, again, is this something that that is being focused on at practice all week? You know, even though, like 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 we said, Notre Dame's winless as of this point, but again, a top five team, a top five team at the start of the season. This this has been something circled on the calendar since last season, but um, is this something that? the defense that the that the defensive backs look to kind of take advantage of i think i think definitely um any new quarterback um you want to give him some weird looks um get him confused um it would help um if xavier carlton um is getting to him um consistently but you know that's that's not a given um, but yeah, I do. I, I mean, Buckner didn't pass the ball super well. Um, and I believe that, uh, Drew Pine also threw an interception, um, in, in that Marshall game. Um, and so quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Cal got an interception or two. Um, and that may end up being the difference um and so yeah i think if if notre dame was just zero and two but they still had their starting quarterback around um cal i wouldn't give cal a fighting chance um but with a, a different quarterback maybe even two quarterbacks coming in they got like tryouts going on on the field yeah um i think that's a that's a much better matchup for uh Craig Woodson and Daniel Scott and Isaiah Young, uh Lumagia Hearns, they're gonna love that. Um and yeah, I'm sure they'd be stoked to get an interception um in South Bend um at that iconic stadium. So um yeah I wouldn't be surprised that they got a few interceptions. So yeah going off of um going off of those name drops um this is kind of uh, not a, no. That's not the right word. 
this is, this is kind of the same question, but um, going off of your name drops, um, you know, who are, uh, let me ask you, who are your players to watch? Who do you think can be X factors in this, uh, in this big road test? Yeah, I think uh, the players to watch are going to be um, Jeremiah Hunter. Um, I think against a team like Notre Dame, you got to have a wideout with big playability. Um, and he's shown that he's capable of getting those um, big completions. Um, he's a big guy. He's got a big frame. Um, so even if Plummer doesn't give him a great ball, he can kind of work with that. Um, he's got, you know, he's got a great vertical too. Um, so that's something you're going to need against a team like Notre Dame, someone who can get you in field goal range, um, quickly, and then you can work from there. Um, I think if, yeah, if Cal just relies on running backs and um, tries to play hard-nosed football or something, uh, they'll get swallowed up. You got to take some shots, and I think Jeremiah Hunter's gonna gonna provide that. Um, I think another player to watch, quite honestly, is Daniel Scott. He has impressed me so much the last, uh, well, the first two games of the season, um, especially late in the game. Um, blitzes this guy times blitzes so well um and it was actually his two blitzes uh in the red zone against uc or against unlv last week um that put an end to that drive that could have put unlv up uh 21 to 20 with only a couple minutes left or about a minute left minute and a half um and so yeah i'm i'm excited to see what he can do especially like you were you brought up earlier with a new quarterback or a couple new quarterbacks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cal brought pressure um, more consistently. Um, and Scott is one of those players who um, can get it done in a, in a third and, and short situation or a, you know, a fourth and two inside the 20. Uh, that's where he got the big stop against UC Davis. Um, and so um yeah, uh, I think Daniel Scott's another player to watch. He's uh, a ball hawk too, so he's one of those players who could pick get an interception. Awesome, I love hearing the insight. Here comes the favorite part of the show for me. I'm going to ask you for your score prediction. Will are you going to lean towards Cal or are you going to lean towards the Fighting Irish? Um, as a Cal student who um, is supposedly smart, but also is a fan of Cal. And so I have to think rationally. I still, I'm going to think irrationally. I think Cal um, wins this one. It's close. Marcus Freeman's on the hot seat. Worst Notre Dame start in history. Um, and the, 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 yeah, that's kind of what I want as a Cal student. Um, and maybe that's what I know to be true. But it's also Notre Dame at their place. They're ranked number five at the beginning of the year. That that's not a fluke. Um, and they're also just not a program that's going to go zero and three. 
uh, and lose the third game at home against a lower level Pac-12 team like Cal. Um, I think they were stoked for the Ohio State game. Then they lost by 11. It was close until the end. Um, And so they played really hard in that. And then I just don't think that they were expecting Marshall to play well. Um, And yeah, they just caught on their heels uh, in that Marshall game. And I I just don't think that's going to happen again this time. So to answer your question um, in a short way, I I think um, Cal's offense, again, kind of sputters, doesn't do so hot. Um, I think Cal gets 17, 17 or 20 if if Dario Longhetto can hit a few field goals. Um, But I think Notre Dame wins this one. I think it's 30 to 20 Notre Dame at least. I'll I'll, I'll say 30 to 20. I think – in the in the two episodes we've put out, that has been the most real answer anyone's given. <laughs> um, I've been kind of giving outlandish score predictions, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the trend. Like you said, it's gonna be a close one. Um, this offense is going to put up some points. I think the Notre Dame offense is going to put up some points, even with a new quarterback. It might take a while to get it under control on both sides of the football. Um, like you said, it definitely could be Dario's game. It could be a special teams game in general. So, um, I think I'm going to lean towards, I think I'm going to lean towards 21 to 24 Cal, a nail biter that there we go. Instead of going outlandish, we'll go nail biter this week. I love it. Something that keeps us all on the edge of our seats. <laughs> but um with that being said will um i think that's all that's all i have for you um thank you so much for for coming on for giving your expert insight onto how cal can perform this weekend yeah thank you Emmanuel. i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to uh your score prediction coming true <laughs> oh, that's got to be the 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 dreams right you for, gotta uh, yeah. Well, what would that be? Best start in since the pre-COVID era for Cal, three and zero. Yeah, I mean, even if you were zero and two and you won at Notre Dame, that's still the the best start in program history, it's, uh, in my books. But yeah, it's going to be a big, a big, a big challenge. Definitely something they they've been talking about, like I said, for a while. But um, we're all excited here, most definitely. With that being said, um, thank you everyone for for tuning in. We'll hopefully come back to you next week with our Notre Dame recap and our Arizona preview. Thank you so much. This is Emmanuel signing off.